The Big Ten season's first real big matchup is this weekend. A couple of undefeateds going head-to-head, the Maryland Terps and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's hash it out right here. Lockdown Big Ten starts now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. The Terps say they belong. Well, they will have a chance to do it against Ohio State, and you know Ohio State is the real deal. Plus, we'll look at the awards of the week and my power rankings. I'll share them with you, see if you agree or disagree. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Well, the game of the week features the 5-0 Maryland Terps and the 4-0 Ohio State Buckeyes. And the Buckeyes are coming off a well-earned bye where they prove they belong among the upper echelon of college football when they went into South Bend and they beat the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We know Ohio State can be mentioned with Michigan and Penn State in the same breath. The question is, can 5-0 and Maryland, can they be just as good? Vegas says no. Maryland's a 19-point underdog in this game. I say not so fast. Let's explore it all right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So, uh, last summer, Talia Tungavoyola, at the Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. He said, look, I'm on a mission, okay? Uh, This is one of the reasons I turned down more money to go to another school. You remember the story this summer? Somebody offered him a million and a half to transfer. It was probably Alabama. And he said, no, I got got a mission to finish here at Maryland. And my mission is to return to Indianapolis and play in the Big Ten championship game at Lucas Oil Stadium. Meanwhile, uh, Terps head coach, Mike Loxley, he told a story about how when he first got to the program at Maryland, you know, players would talk about, yeah, man, we're going to win. We're going to win the championship. We're going to win a lot of games. He'd always tell the players to kind of pipe down and relax a little bit, tap the brakes on that. He says, there's a lot of work to be done here first. Let's work on the basics. Let's establish the program. Let's win a few games first. All right. Now he says, when kids talk like that about winning championships and whatnot, he's all about it. He's like, bring it. That's, that's where we're at. We we've got skin in this system. It's in place. It's been here many years. These are his recruits. This is his program. It's go time. It's go time. And it's like they've been preparing for a semester exam. And it's now it's, it's, it's test time for the Maryland Terps. It's time to see how good they are. And Saturday's game against the Buckeyes will definitely unveil a lot. Uh, The Terps have a lot to be proud of in their first five games this season. They're ranked 15th in the country in scoring offense at almost 39 points per game. They rank 16th in the country in scoring defense at 13 points per game. That's balanced and that's strong, no doubt about it. There's one negative, though. They achieved those numbers against a pretty light schedule. Let's be honest about it. Their five wins are against Towson, 
which is Mike Loxley's alma mater. He threw him a bone so they can get a cash game and lose and move on with the rest of their season and pay their budget. It was uh, another another win against Charlotte, Virginia, Michigan State, and Indiana. Not exactly murderer's row when it comes to opponents on the schedule. So uh, I think a lot of people are wondering just how good is this team. But um, the coaches and the media polls and, of course, Vegas with the 19 points in this game, they don't, they don't think Maryland's the real deal. They think they've had a pretty easy schedule. They've won the games they're supposed to, but nobody's ready to put them in the same breath with, say, the big three inside the Big Ten. Meanwhile, the Buckeyes have had two weeks to prepare for this game. They score about four fewer points a game uh, per game than Maryland does, but they also give up about five points per game, less than the Terps. In fact, the Buckeyes scoring defense is second in the Big Ten, just behind Michigan. We pointed that out in yesterday's podcast here on Lockdown Big Ten. Go back and check it out. It was all on who's the best defense in the conference, and we laid out a pretty good case. If you missed it uh, after this one, feel free to check it out. Offensively, I think the Terps have the better quarterback in this matchup. I don't think anybody will argue with me on that. Talia Tangaboyla is holding up the family name just fine. And the Buckeyes' Kyle McCord is still kind of finding his way a little bit. However, McCord's been improving every week, and I'm kind of curious to see how he does with this extra, with his bye week, with this extra week to just focus on everything, run every practice without a game to worry about as uh, the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I, I'm really curious to see how he comes out. The Terps defensively, they've got 13 sacks in five games, and the Buckeyes' offensive line has a few new pieces, still trying to figure things out again. See how the Buckeyes offensive line did with this extra week off. But I think there's an opportunity here for the Terps to put a little bit of pressure on Kyle McCord. And that could be beneficial, maybe something uh, in um, in their favor in this game against the Buckeyes this weekend. But um, that's just something to consider. There are other things. Cornerback uh, Tarheem still has three interceptions already. And safety uh, Bo Braid has three pass breakups. And so they're pretty good in the secondary. And they're going to need to have their A game this weekend going against Buckeyes receivers Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Igbuka. All in all, I would expect Ohio State to win this football game. I don't want to be just like Vegas or fall in line with everybody else, but it's at Ohio State. I, I think the Buckeyes will win this game, but I do think it will be a lot closer than this 19 points that uh, Vegas is given right now. And if the Terps do pull off the win, then Mike Loxley's program has truly arrived and they are good to go and there'll be a major shakeup in the Big Ten East. That's how I see it coming up here this Saturday. We'd love to hear from you and what you think about it. And uh, this, this is a huge game. A lot of the teams in the Big Ten have had some lesser opponents throughout the month of September. And most, for the most part, everybody's won the games they're supposed to win. From here on out, it starts to get real. And the matchups just get bigger and better. We build up to the crescendo of the month of November. is just absolutely crazy. And uh, it should be an outstanding second half of the season throughout the Big Ten. But I would love to hear what you think about my thoughts, your thoughts on this Maryland versus Ohio State game coming up on Saturday. Your comments are always welcome. You can hit us up on uh, Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. And also the comments on YouTube. I always get to those. And... Um, Always appreciate those as well. Coming up, we got a lot of work to do here on Lockdown Big Ten. 
Got the absolute latest on the Cade McNamara situation at Iowa. We've got more scoop on a potential new head coach for Michigan State, plus the Big Ten Weekly Awards, and then we'll close it out with uh, my power rankings, my top ten power rankings for the Big Ten. And again, you can see if you agree or disagree with all those. We like to do those right in the middle of the week. All that coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So I want to tell you about bird dogs. You know they make you look good, right? I've been telling you that forever. Bird dogs got the stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and, and the leg and give you a truly sculpted look, better than working out. Really? Absolutely. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton that bunches up and wrinkles up in the summertime. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. Gives you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. It's so comfortable. I, I've got my own as well. They sent some, sent some to me. They, they fit great. They're comfortable sitting around. They also got the anti-stink sweat uh, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And bird dogs are very functional for any occasion, whether it's lounging around, working out, playing golf, running errands, literally everything. They look good enough to, to go anywhere. So you can go to uh, birddogs.com slash college, Enter the promo code college at checkout. And that way you'll get your free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. Uh, that's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. That we promise you. All right, so couple of follow-up items last week we did a podcast here on lockdown big 10 where we previewed a list i think it was about a dozen candidates that could be the next head coach at michigan state following the mel tucker firing and it was pretty comprehensive and i thought we did a pretty good job a lot of good stuff on there good information to hash out well usa today says college football insider Bruce Feldman is saying it's now down to a pair of coaches that have emerged as strong candidates, strong candidates, their words, for the Spartans head coaching gig following the, the recent firing of Mel Tucker. So here we go. According to Feldman, Kansas head coach Lance Leopold, who we talked about at length last week, and Washington State coach Jake Dickard are the two leading candidates right now. Those are his words. Uh, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Always worth speculating here on uh, on this podcast for sure. Now, Dickard at Washington State is of particular interest to us because Washington State has an uncertain future right now, right? The, the, the Pac-12 is down to the Pac-2, and they're one of the two. He doesn't know what's going to happen there. Maybe it'd be a good time for him to bolt. So and Washington State and Oregon State are the last two remaining ones, and they don't know what their future is right now. So keep an eye on that. I think it is a worthy story and a worthy uh, thought process as well. Also, uh, the latest on Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara. As you know, he was injured this uh, past weekend uh, against Michigan State. He'll be out for the rest of the season, sadly. Um, we hope him he has a speedy recovery. Actually, there's a torn ACL. And it's the left knee. You know, last year he hurt the right knee. He hurt the quad this summer. Now the left knee. It was in a non-contact play coming out of the end zone against Michigan State. And uh, we hope nothing but the best for him. 
Deacon Hill is going to take over QB1 for the Hawkeyes the rest of the way. Remember McNamara, he was the top transfer for the Hawkeyes uh, coming into the season, came from Michigan. There was a lot of hoopla around him, a lot of excitement, and it really wasn't working out. He also came with teammate Eric All, tight end from the Wolverines. However, uh, even though he was hurt all summer, give him credit, he didn't miss any games. Uh, and I think he was playing a lot more hurt than he let on um, because things just really weren't clicking with the offense. Saw limited action all spring and all summer, but then didn't miss any games. But he only completed uh, 51% of his passes this season for 505 yards, four touchdowns, and three interceptions. He still has eligibility left. And um, Kirk Ferentz is already planning on having him back next year. So there's that. Again, we wish him a, a quick recovery. That's going to be a, a long road. Meanwhile, the Big Ten announced their players of the week that they always do in the middle of the week. And let's uh, let's look at these. Offensive player of the week, Maryland quarterback, Talia Tungavaola, getting ready for the big Ohio State game, had six touchdowns in the 44-17 win over the Indiana Hoosiers to improve to 5-0. and He also became the first Terp to pass for over 9,000 career passing yards, and he's just going to keep adding to that total as well. Also, uh, we had co-defensive players of the week. Couldn't pick one. Had a couple of good ones. Iowa linebacker Nick Jackson had 10 tackles in the 26-16 win over Michigan State on Saturday night. Second straight week that he had uh, 10 or more tackles. He forced that fumble in the fourth quarter, which led to the game-sealing field goal at the time. So Nick Jackson out of Iowa, their linebacker, he is one of them. And the other one is Michigan edge rusher Josiah Stewart who recorded uh, the first two sacks of his career in Michigan's 45-7 win at Nebraska over the weekend. And he set a career high with five tackles. And the five tackles, by the way, led the entire defense in that for the first time. And uh, Michigan's defense permitted only 106 rushing yards to the top rushing team in the country. You know how if you've listened or watched this podcast, I always talk about Nebraska. That's what they do. They run. They add up a lot of stats. They don't really throw much. So they have become the number one rushing team in America. And then Michigan comes in and, bam, slams the door on them and holds them to 106 yards rushing. A very good performance by Josiah Stewart and the Michigan Wolverines. Also, the special teams player of the week, Iowa defensive back Cooper DeGene. Got a couple different Iowa players making the list here. He broke open that 16-16 tie with Michigan State, had the 70-yard Punt return, very exciting play in that game. Hawkeyes win 26-16 in that game. He also made six tackles, and he also intercepted a pass in the end zone. That's what he's known for. He had three pick sixes last year. One of the more exciting players to watch in the Big Ten, Cooper DeGene. So, again, special teams and defense plays in two of the three phases of the game, and he's always very, very effective. So, uh, also, the, the, here's an interesting story. The, the freshman of the week, you know, the last three weeks, it's been Minnesota running back Darius Taylor out of Detroit, right? He's been on a tear, been incredible. Well, unfortunately, last week he got injured, so he didn't play this past weekend. However, talk about next man up, his teammate, Minnesota running back Zach Evans, freshman of the week. So it's been four weeks in a row that Minnesota has won the uh, – Minnesota players won the freshman of the week. Four weeks in a row it's been a Minnesota running back. First three were – Darius Taylor this week. It's Zach Evans. Congratulations to him. 15 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown this week. Averaged 5.7 yards a rush and did not have a negative play from scrimmage. Um, so that was uh, 
That was a pretty good effort. Again, Minnesota and the running back. They got a pipeline going, man. They got it going on. Uh, before we do our rankings, I want to thank everybody for being a regular. Our, uh, you guys listen to us each and every day, our everydayers. Um, and whether you're new or you just found us, we always, at this point, invite you to subscribe. It's free. It doesn't, it doesn't require any information. Just click on the subscribe button. That helps us out. Uh, we appreciate it, and that's why we always ask. Um, subscribe, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, no matter how you check it out. That really helps us. And as I always point out, if you know somebody that you think would like this, that uh, you're like, hey, this is pretty cool, kind of the Big Ten club, you maybe you know somebody who's an alum, family member, friend, roommate, whatever the case may be, if you think they would like this, please uh, share us and pass us along. We would really appreciate it. That's how we grow. Word of mouth. Locked on Big Ten. Uh, speaking of the Locked On Network, um, every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern is the Locked On College Football Kickoff Show, uh, Kickoff Live. And uh, I contribute to it for a couple of minutes each and every week. And everybody, but it's, it's a collective effort. It's really cool. It's a cool program getting you ready for the weekend. That's every Friday on all of our Locked On channels, including here on Locked On Big Ten. All right, coming up, two things. I'm going to share with you the top 25 list that my colleagues, speaking of, at uh, all the locked on um, teams, they put together, they vote each week on the top 25. It's a little different than the AP and the coaches poll, not too far, not, nothing crazy. Uh, and then I'm going to give you my rankings, uh, my power rankings of the Big Ten, one through 14. We are going to do all of that next, right here on Locked On Big Ten. I want to tell you about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel but just haven't done it, just, just do it. Just try it. It's a lot of fun, and um, it's really easy. There's no better time to get into the action than right now. The app is easy to use. You got a wide range of stuff. You don't have to pick games or winners and losers and get all caught up in point spreads. All it's all there. Um, they have player prompts, over unders. I like the over unders. I really do. I was like, all right. They say that game's going to be over under thirty five, and you're like, no way, man. That's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be the over. Easy, right? It's fun. Check it out. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. And uh, I want to remind you that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, let's uh, we're going to get into some rankings here. And I want to start off with my colleagues that put together the locked on top 25. And we'll see how we feel about all of this. Very interesting. Uh, let's see. I'm putting it on the screen, and uh, Georgia still number one, Michigan number two, the Longhorns up to number three, and Washington is a four, and the Florida State Seminoles at number five. I don't have any problems with any of this at all. Um, although they they did looks, I think they dropped Ohio State uh, one, if I'm not mistaken. Ohio State six, Penn State seven, Oregon, Notre Dame, and USC round out the top ten. I want to I want to point that out for a reason because. In the top 10, they've got three Big Ten teams, and they've got one, two, three, Washington, Oregon, and Southern Cal, three future Big Ten teams. So current or future Big Ten teams take up six of the 10 spots. I can't wait. As if this season 
was it good by itself? Wait till we load these teams into the and put these teams in the conference. It's gonna be unstoppable. It's gonna be incredible. Um, also, let's see what else. I'm mean, anybody else in the Big Ten? No. No, that's it. So they only have the three teams in the Big Ten. I see uh, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffs holding on to that 25th spot. And while I peruse, of course, this weekend, a couple other big matchups, as I see Texas at three and Oklahoma at 14, those two play each other, the uh, Red River rivalry this weekend. And let's see, number 12, Alabama, number 24, Texas A&M, another game of interest. Those two play each other this weekend. But uh, those are non-Big Ten games anyway. But as a college football fan, you got to love them. But again, three uh, three Big Ten teams in the top ten and three future Big Ten teams in there as well in the uh, top ten. So very good. That's All right, that's the list of my colleagues. All right, let's get to our list, shall we? And we'll put it up here on the screen. All right, so here, you know, last week, I'm going to get some reaction to this. Last week I had Ohio State up uh, in first – it was the first time all year because I had Michigan one all season long and Ohio State number two and Penn State number three. I put Michigan back on top, uh, and I know Ohio State was number one last week coming off that Notre Dame win. It was very impressive. Some of you will feel like I should not penalize them because they didn't play last week. They had a bye week. I just thought Michigan's effort was so strong at Nebraska. Um, they the offense performed even better than it had been. The defense just clamped them down. And I just, I, I had to do it. I say, you know what? I'm putting Michigan back at number one, but Ohio state's right there at one. A I don't want to cop out, but that's how it's going to be. And Penn state at number three. And then we spent a lot of time on this podcast, talking about the Maryland Terps also undefeated. This is their chance to shine. Do they belong in the same group as these top three ahead of them? Maryland Terps at number four. By the way, ran across something. There's a little sidebar for you. I ran across something interesting this week. There's There are websites out there that use the old BCS formula. Remember all the computers and the numbers they'd punch in and they would come out with the list? And th- there's, a, there's a website out there that still does it, still spit. Like, how would it be today? And I, I believe it today, if it spit it out, it would have, uh, if I remember right, Miami one, Texas two. That would be your BCS championship if, if we still use the old, form, old, old formula and the season ended today. But what was interesting is they rounded out the top 10. They had these schools in the Big Ten flip. They had Penn State as the highest ranking Big Ten team. They had uh, Ohio State, the second highest, and Michigan, the third best team. This is with the old BCS formula. I just thought I'd share that with you. I thought it was uh, interesting and quirky at that. The Iowa Hawkeyes, despite all their problems, all their injuries, all their offensive shortcomings, they're 4-1, and one, and you can't argue with 4-1. and one. You are what your record says you are. The Hawkeyes in at number five on this list. The Wisconsin Badgers at number six coming off a bye. We'll see what they can do. If they can show up that defense a little bit. Rutgers does have a good defense. They are at number seven. Got the Minnesota Golden Gophers at number eight. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers ranked ninth on our list. I've got the Purdue Boilermakers cracking the top ten. I think there's more here. This team, I'm I'm waiting for this. There's more talent on this Purdue team. They finally won one at home this past weekend. So, uh, that's good for them. They're at number 10. Let's uh, see the best of the rest. Got Northwestern at number 11. You know, if they beat Howard this weekend, that's three wins. That's three times uh, their win total from last year. Again, they're fighting uphill. Eh, give them a little credit. Put them in here at number 11. The Illinois Fighting Illini, number 12. 
Tell me I should uh, have them ranked higher or not rank them higher. This, I think Illinois, I know they had a lot of talent to replace that went to the NFL. But I think they're maybe one of the most disappointing teams this year uh, so far in the Big Ten. Got Michigan State with all their problems on both sides of the ball and coaching and everything going on there at number 13. And the Indiana Hoosiers, who just fired their offensive coordinator, Walt Bell and uh, Rod Carey, who's been kind of a consultant, is going to take over. He's the former head coach at Northern Illinois. But uh, anyway, the Hoosiers rounding it out there. There are our power rankings throughout the Big Ten, which we do every each and every week on this website. So if you uh, agree or disagree with any of this, we'd love to hear you make your case, and we'll talk about it here on the podcast. Many ways for you to interact with me, of course, on Twitter at TalkBig10 with the number 10. The website, which you see scrolling along the bottom, talkbig10.com. That's with the number 10, talkbig10.com. And, of course, here at YouTube. And as always, we invite you to um, not only check out our podcast, but please feel free to subscribe and also follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day, which we always appreciate having you uh, jump on it every day as soon as possible. Also inviting you to check out our Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Also part of the Lockdown Network. Uh, it has the latest on everything else going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. Thanks again for visiting with us. And I can't wait till we talk again next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.